0: Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition,
1: healing, wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I hope this finds you well. Tina here. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Stress Management in the Holidays. Today's show is a recent Facebook Live that I held with author and coach Jodi Agard. Jodi supports women in her Mommy Reboot private Facebook group, and I was so honored to be interviewed by Jodi talking about self-care and intuition. How does intuition connect with self-care, and how could Jodi's busy moms really use intuition to help them in their lives? This is such a great interview. Jody and I really speak about intuition in general, how women and busy moms can use intuition for self-care, and I give exercises and tools. I really hope you enjoy it. It was awesome and amazing. Go check out Jody's group, Mommy Reboot. Now, before I start the show, I want to remind you of my special intuitive coaching program. If you purchase by December 31st, you'll get a free bonus week, a fifth bonus week, all about crystals. You can start this at any time. It's a virtual online course, one-on-one tailored to you. And I'll leave all the information in the show notes. I hope you enjoy. Have a beautiful day.
0: I'm so thankful that you're here because you have been on my mind so much. And that's why I was like, that's it. I'm just going to bring her on because I've had like clients and people ask me about my intuition, and and it just kind of got me thinking it's gotta be connected to self-care. And I know it is. Yeah. But I just wonder exactly how it is. So as you guys come on, and we'll probably get a lot of replays later. My busy mamas are probably working. Yeah.
1: They're busy. Um, they're busy being mamas.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So, first of all, for those of you who don't know the beautiful Tina Conroy. She, it was so funny. So last year we were at a retreat together, and I picked her up from the airport, and literally we're like blah, 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 the yeah. whole way home. We just had such a good connection, and you are just a wealth of information. But more importantly, you're just super down to earth, and you're just you. you're just amazing. And Thank so I you. want to share your gifts and what you have to offer with my awesome busy mamas, because I know for a fact that intuition is connected to self-care and how we can show up for ourselves and yes. and all that good jazz. So let's just start by saying, like, just tell us who you are and tell us. I know, you know, you're into Reiki and yoga and all <laughs> these great things, but kind of give me like a snapshot. And I want to hear, I want the girls to hear more about, like, how you're doing what you're doing. How did you get started?
1: Okay. woo, lots. Okay. Um, I know, right? And first, and also, it's been about a, almost a year to the day that we met you know in person it had. It right around this time last year so it's interesting yep that beginning of december so yeah. i am i call myself a spiritual teacher i work with women and i work with women that are already spiritually minded that are wanting to open up a little bit deeper to their spirituality they may be They may be in a transition and maybe at a time in their life where they want to learn more about themselves and go deeper. So I do a lot of coaching and I say coaching kind of lightly, but it's spiritual counseling. I work with Reiki. I'm a Reiki master teacher. So that means that not only do I give Reiki sessions, but I also teach Reiki and intuitive coaching as well as intuitive readings. And I do intuitive readings all around the country at this point because we can do things like this, like Zoom and Skype. I started my journey. um, Well, let me go back. I started, everyone will kind of get into the story of intuition, but I started my journey in my career as a yoga teacher. And looking back, and I've had many spiritual teachers, it's because yoga was my doorway in. It was a safe place for me to enter this world. If someone had said to me 10, 15 years ago, even five years ago, five, 10 years ago, that I would be doing this at a living, I would be freaking out. And I think that's because it's not, or at least now it is a little bit more, but it's not recognized as something common. And when I did my yoga teacher training, I did Kids First in 2004, it was more recognized. Yoga was just getting a little bit more recognized. So I really believe spirit drew me and guided me to do yoga first so that it gave me that opportunity to reach more people. Now, if I go back as a child, I had a pretty normal childhood and I was brought up brought up Catholic religious. It was interesting. We went to Catholic school, but I didn't go to church every Sunday. We did like the heres and the theirs. and but there was a there was this sense of something bigger and greater, and I had the sense of God and religion. And I went through a period through most of my life that I I really believe now I was very scared as a kid. I couldn't sleep at night. I had a lot of very vivid dreams. And there was always something in my room, things like that. And a lot of us can say, like, that happens to your kids or maybe to you. And I look back now, and Spirit was really trying to connect with me. But, of course, I thought it was evil. I thought it was bad. Mm -hmm. So I just knew it as bad, and it would be the devil's work and things that I shouldn't do. But there was a lot of things happening, I would say, between the ages of 7 and 10. I saw things move in my room. My sounds would come on and off. I mean, and those things sound scary right now. But again, I think I was just really open and spirit was connecting with me. So we move forward to kind of grade school and high school and college and the dreams just get more vivid and they are premonition dreams. I knew somebody was going to have a baby. I knew somebody was going to you know, do a certain thing, things like that. And then there was a couple very poignant dreams that I speak about often with my husband, who was then my boyfriend. And I had, we were way in different colleges and I had this whole on dream that he was in a very bad situation. I could feel someone chasing him. I could, I actually, to this day, I can see it in my head. And oh my uh, I called him in the morning. And of course, there's no cell phones. It's like, I'll date myself. It's in the 80s. And he <laughs> just was, befuddled. like he was just like, "What do you mean that you had this?" And I, I pretty much dreamt that uh, this situation that happened. And from that point forward, we both were like, "Okay, there's something more." And I think as much as he wanted to say, "Okay, I always knew you were a little crazy," but now I know you're really crazy. <laughs> and I say crazy in a good way. I'm not saying crazy in a bad way. Then, then everything kind of took off. I was a stay at home mom for many, many years, and I was a young mom. So I was a mom at 25. I had both my kids at 29. I was done by 29. I just started to find my way into yoga really because I was having a hard time being a mom. Yoga for myself. I I really didn't have anybody to relate to. All my friends were not having children. I was very alone. I felt very stressed. So I found yoga for me and then I wanted to pay it forward and that's the journey that is. So that's kind of like the journey of of how I started. I still do teach yoga, but not as often as I do all this other work. My passion is really working with women to tap into their intuition.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it.
1: That's kind of a lot of, in a a big nutshell.
0: In a big (laughs) nutshell, in a really big nutshell, because I know that there's so many other cool stories that you have. (laughs) Okay. Tell me how the busy mom can utilize intuition in just her like regular daily life. But I want to preface that by asking, are you special because you have this like quote unquote power? Because I feel like that's something that so many women think like, oh, she has it, but I don't have that. And just all these doubts and fears and all of that. So kind of touch on that a little bit of how it's connected. And then then can everybody tap into it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I love that because I truly believe that I am no special than anybody else. Yes, you'll hear like, oh, and I do have the story, if you read my website, that my grandmother was, had all these prophetic dreams, and I followed that her. However, you can, everybody has intuition, and everybody can develop it. Now, there is a difference, and I kind of always have to preface this. So intuition is just a sense It is a sense like everything else. It's just like we breathe, and just like we smell, and just like we feel, and just like we have all those. Those are senses. This is one more sense. So everybody has it. And if you want to, you can develop it. So not everybody wants to or has a desire to, but it's not as if you have to be special. It's not as if you have to have this grandma that gave you this special gift. There is a bit of a difference between intuition and, you know, mediumship and psychic. And I'll kind of get into that. But staying with the intuitive, everyone's intuitive. Everyone has that. And women tend to be, I always hate to say this, but women tend to be more intuitive than men because we are open to more of the senses. The adage of mother's intuition is a very true sense. Or we'll hear things like gut feeling. And I can probably relate with your mamas by saying, how many times did you feel your kids were off or you knew that mm. something might be wrong or you they're telling you, they may not be telling you the truth or they're feeling upset. And so when we kind of just bring down intuition, it's not this whole, oh my gosh, the psychics that sit with a purple ball and tell you the future. And I'm going to predict
0: the world. And, right.
1: And it's right. not about fear. Uh, Future telling actually at all. And then I think, and then I, that's what I love to share about that. So you asked and talked about busy moms and how can they kind of harness that. What I do is I do these exercises, and you know, it's just like how you speak, Jody, about having a practice, having something for yourself. I will say, and I'll preface this, what you do is meditation will lead the door and open the door to intuition. Mm -hmm. And I know nobody wants to hear that, but the, that's the truth. When we can get quiet, when we can reflect, when we can meditate, it allows the mind to have more space and it allows intuition to grow. The other part of intuition is imagination. When we can be have imagination and playfulness, it opens the door to intuition. So people that are very black and white thinkers, people that only want to see things a certain way, have more of a challenge than people that are more creative and more open to experience. That doesn't mean that the people that are black and white cannot develop it. It just may be a little bit more challenging because they're going to constantly kind of fight their own issues, like their own questions. So one of the exercises I love to do, which is so simple and easy Beyond having a daily meditation practice, right, which is not always so simple and easy, is to carry around a a little notebook and throughout your regular day. And the reason for that is that you have to see how you react to your everyday so that you know how you receive information and how you receive energy. So I'll explain it this way everybody has this intuitive muscle. But there are about four what they call clairs, which is a clair, C-L-A-I-R. And each is a sense. So there's clairvoyance, which is clear seeing. There's clairaudience, which is clear hearing. There's claircognant, which is clear knowing. And then there's clairsentient, which is clear feeling. And there are three other ones, but those are less, a little bit more challenging. So we'll start with those four. So what I ask everybody is in your day-to-day, In your actions in your relationships in your conversations ask yourself four questions what do i feel what do i see what do i hear and what do i know and Mm -hmm. when i work with women especially in the four-week program uh we kind of go through what the clairs are and i'll say go through your day and in just a regular conversation are you seeing somebody would you see someone talking when someone's talking to you? So let's do this together, Jody. I think this will be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay. So day to day, someone's telling you a story. They're just giving you an explanation. They're, they're telling you about their regular day or maybe a vacation or something like that. And they're speaking to you either on the phone or in person. Doesn't matter. Do you see images in your mind and see the story happening like a dream in your mind? I do. You do.
0: Okay. I can just like little glimpses kind of like if they're telling me a story about hiking up the mountains, I have this visual of like the mountain that they're hiking.
1: Yeah, and mean? exactly. Yeah. And it's not like it has to be the mountain or it's the right. actual thing, your clothing they were wearing, but you're visually allowing this to kind of play in your head. It's almost like a yeah. videotape, right? Okay. So, and I kind of think I know. So I would so what happens is we start to figure out what's your strongest Claire. So that would be clairvoyant. So how you process information is you see in your mind's eye. You can visualize, you can imagine. So I would apt to say that you probably are a great, well, I know this, you're a writer, right? You can imagine, you manifest, you you like to you probably visualize the things that you want and see the things that you want in your mind's eye. And then from there, mm. you process it or integrate it or write it out, right? That's similar to me. So I didn't know this. When things were, when I was learning all this kind of, and you have to get a teacher, I would say, it's kind of hard to figure it all out. I just thought everybody, when I was talking to someone, I see the picture constantly. I see them walking down the street. I see them opening the door. I see them petting the dog. I see. And when I started to delve into this, there are people that are like, I don't see anything, and I'm like, what do you What do you mean? Like, don't you see the story? And they said no. So we kind of figure out what's our strongest Claire, and then we develop all the other ones to get as strong. So the second one would be Claire audience, and they're not in order, and that's clear hearing. So clear hearing is hearing messages like people. You may hear your name. You may hear like Jody. You need to go right, or that's not a good thing to do right now, or. I need to do this. It's it's a little different than a thought. It's actually your. It could be your voice. It could be someone else's voice. But your hearing is amplified. Another big, important part of Claire' audience is that your hearing is very open. You may have a lot of ringing in the ears. Loud sounds may bother you. You may hear your name called when you're sleeping and wake up and be jolted up like someone just called my name. Mm-hmm. And another thing is you may hear bells and ringing, things like that. So, and again, again, you can develop all of them. You may have all of them, but one may be stronger than the other. So when you're in a conversation and you're speaking to someone on the phone or in person, do you hear anything in your mind? Like, do you hear, do you hear sounds or do you hear, uh, messages
0: not necessarily when I'm talking to someone it's usually when I'm alone when I'm doing those mindless activities like if I'm in the shower for instance so when I when I wrote mommy reboot I did the opposite like I did not come up with the title and was like okay now I'm gonna write the book I was like I don't know what my title is gonna be I'm just gonna write the book and around the time where I started questioning okay I need I need to come up with the title now it's time I was like that's okay I don't know what it's gonna be and I meditated I let it go I went for a walk and I literally heard the words, Mommy Reboot, A Busy Mom's Guide to Self-Care.
1: Yeah, that's clairaudient, yeah.
0: It is, and, it's, and that's why when you're going through all these, I think I have a little bit of each, which is yes. interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I have kind of like a rule of three. Like if I hear it more than three times, then I know for sure that it's divinely guided and, and I just need to act on it, so. Yeah,
1: and I have I no doubt that you have, have all four, and it's because you're in tune and you're awakened and you're on this process and you're doing the work and, and you're a meditator and you do it often if not every day, because and yeah. again that's what's developing the muscle. So another part of Claire' audience is that so there is a difference between Claire' audience and Claire' Cognitive. and this is where it gets a little tricky for people. So Claire' audience is hearing like hearing what you said, like call it mommy reboot or do this. Claire Cogson is knowing now this is a little different this is like knowing something and you don't know why there's no reason there's no clear-cut answer there's no scientific proof but you just know and you just have to do it so a lot of people that are more a lot of people are Claire Cogson. and a lot of kids or people were told telling them they're like a know-it-all like oh you're just a know-it-all you think you know everything Mm. the know it all the car is knowing without any basis it's like you just know so I'll give you an example and you, I'm sure you've had this you just know you need to write a book you just know that you need to take a vacation you just know and it doesn't make sense maybe it doesn't stand into your plan or financial maybe it doesn't it doesn't make sense why you would do it, it there's no order to it it's never harmful, and I will get to that. None of these things are ever harmful. They're very positive. But it's just a knowing, and there's no basis to the knowing. Does that make sense?
0: It makes total sense. And and how that translates to me, I remember the very first time I like really tapped into this, I was four months pregnant, and I had this crazy feeling, and I write about this in my book, that my husband was cheating on me. And I followed it, to, and, and I remember talking to my mom, and I'm like, I know he's cheating. I just know it. And she's like, "Jody, it doesn't really seem out of, you know, it kind of seems out of character. And like told a couple of girlfriends and they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, I don't know. There is something inside. It was like, it was kind of like a magnet. Like I felt like I was becoming like this obsessive compulsive person to like discover it because I felt it so much in my heart. And I didn't have any like quote unquote proof yet. Right. Um, it took two weeks for me to get the proof. And then finally I was like, and that for me was my very first time where I'm like, "That is the feeling. Like that is my intuition." And it yep. was cool because I had that to use for future references too, because yes. I knew exactly what that feeling was. Yeah, so
1: yeah. So that's claircognant. Claircognance is knowing and just knowing without any proof, knowing without yes. scientific data. The next one, the fourth one is, and again they're not in order, is clairsentient. And a lot of people are clairsentient. So clairsentient is feeling. So clairsentient Mm. is physically feeling something in your body. Here's some examples. You're talking to somebody and you feel your stomach tense up. Or you walk into a room and it feels icky or scary or like a haunted house feeling. Or you walk into a room and you're like, it doesn't feel right because maybe someone just had an argument. So you're sensing energy and you're feeling energy. Clairsentient also is... See, the body never lies. The body's like a sponge. So the energy of your body is part of feeling. And we are a feeling people. We're feeling human beings. Uh, We're feeling animals. That's how animals. So the feeling can come in different ways. It can come in joy and excitement and like butterflies, but it can come also in chest pains. I don't mean like heart, you know, like curious, but like strain or pressure or stomach or headaches. And so what happens is, is, as I work with, as I say to everybody, anyone can do this, starting tomorrow, today, is how do you feel when you talk to this particular person? How do you feel when, you, when you're in a situation? How do you feel when you walk into this room? How do you feel when you work into your workspace? Because what happens is you'll start to, and the only way you know is by putting it down on paper, because you won't remember if you just put it down, Like every time I walk into this office, I feel like this. Every time I speak to so-and-so, this is how I feel. Every time the phone rings and so-and-so is on the line, this is how I feel. Because those clues will help you decipher what's best for you. So again, we always go back to how do I feel? What do I see? What do I hear? And what do I know? And so we do it in the everyday so that it it just becomes part of us in the everyday conversations. When we're quiet, it's when a lot of the things will come up. But when you're going yeah. driving around, when you're having a conversation, when you're eating your breakfast, lunch, dinner, you will be able to say, oh, like, I have no doubt that all your four clairs are working, right? There may be one that's way heightened than the other and we get them all to kind of work in different ways. I could say that all my four clairs kind of work together, but my highest sense is clairvoyant. Everything is seen to me. When someone says to me, when I say to somebody, you know, how are you doing? And they're like, Oh, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, I see a bottom of a barrel, like junk garbage and yuck at the bottom. So that's not a good thing for me to see, but so I have to like, understand, I see that. I see this whole visualization and then I have to like let it go because if I keep seeing negative things or see what people are saying, because I quickly visualize it, it's not almost like I can now visualize it and then not let it feel it, right? But that's how I process information. So those are simple tips that anybody can use to just, you know, go through their day and kind of jot down and, and write about, you know, how they process information.
0: Right. Okay. So I have a question. Yeah. So what I hear a lot, especially from the moms that I coach, is that they're sensitive in the fact like they're, they feel such a great amount of empathy towards everybody and they take on other people's feelings sometimes. Yeah. How would you suggest that if you are like sensitive like that and you, it like disturbs you to be around conflict or, It just feels heavy to be around certain toxic people or those kinds of things. Is there a way that they can protect themselves in a sense, absorbing that? And I imagine for you doing this work, you kind of have to protect yourself too.
1: Yeah. So I always have to protect, it's true. And I kind of joke about this, that one of my, I don't want to say it's my least Claire, but one Claire that I don't have so extremely developed or I work really hard to kind of have a boundary and a, and a shield is clairsentient. And I'm lucky because I have my hands on people and I'm doing Reiki sessions. So every time Mm. I put my hands on somebody, I was like stomach heartache. Oh my God, they're getting divorced. Mm. Like it would be so uncomfortable and my body would, would not be well. So I'm lucky in the fact that the other senses are more of the ones that take over but yeah. empathy and clairsentient is very, is very, very palpable is what you're saying. So if you tend to be a person that you can feel a lot, like you just said, and it's, it's difficult for you to be in certain situations with people, what I do suggest is knowing, first of all, you have to know that, right? So you know like this particular person, right? And sometimes you don't know it until it happens, is allow yourself to pull your aura in. So your aura is about an arm's distance away from your body. And if everybody put their arm out and you put it in front of you and around you and top and bottom, it's an egg. And that energy within us is what we're responsible for. So when we're entering a situation that we're going to feel or we know that it's uncomfortable and it can happen quickly, it's not like you have to sit in meditation. What I suggest is pull in your aura. So you're coming, you're in a situation, I'm talking to somebody, I'm starting to feel, oh gosh, this doesn't feel good. And it's almost like I bring that A close to me and I Mm -hmm. put like a clear bubble around me. I do this while I'm talking, I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, okay, I got my clear bubble around and I'm safe here. And and it's almost like you're on this side and I'm on that side and it's not going to penetrate. I can still be there for you and hold space. The other part is in just an action, you may need to just notice if you can step away from some of those people, like some people you can, right? Sometimes it's family and stuff, but if you can really allow yourself to be less with people that are going to trigger you, you know, it's just better self-care. I mean, that's just the, the honesty. Yeah. But the aura is a very big exercise. I do have on the intuitive women podcast. If you go back in my library, I do have an aura clearing meditation, which is very short. You can listen to it oh, once often. or again and just kind of call on your, and it
0: is just quick. You bring it in. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. How do you discern? I, I find that this is something that when I first started learning to t- tap into my intuition of trying to discern the voice of like my voice and my wants and my wishes versus true intuition, how can you discern that voice? Like, how do you know if it's not just you babbling in the shower or like, how do I know if that, for instance, when I was thinking about the mommy reboot, the, the title and that the title just kind of came to me, I want to hear from you. How do, how do you know that that's like, how do you know to trust it? I guess. Yeah.
1: So this is, this is from. such an interesting question because only in trial and error do we know. And what I always say to people as we're going through this, like everybody's like, I want to know that it's exactly that. And it's not, we're not going to make a mistake, but in the mistakes, like I'll give you an example in the, oh, I'm going to make a right hand turn. And then all of a sudden I call it the analyzer. Your analyzer says, no, make a left. And you make a left and now you're in traffic only in the time that it doesn't work is actually where you're building the muscle because you learn in both ways. You learn when things go right. It's kind of like life, right? When things are easy, and yeah. go, right, we're not learning a lesson. But when things are kind of going a little difficult, we go, oh, those are the lessons. But going back to it always, so there's a couple of things. One, it's never harmful or bad, usually, right? Like, now, I'm not talking about like premonitions right now, just like that. Like, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to call it Mommy Reboot. So normally, normally comes in very quick and very fast, like lightning bolt and like, oh, oh, that's good. You're like fast.
0: Out of the blue, quote unquote. Sort of, yeah,
1: like out of the blue. It's yeah. not like a process. You haven't been analyzing it. You may have thought about it at some point and then forgotten about it, and boom, there it is again. So it comes in quick and fast. It's always positive. For the I'm just in this particular sense. So it's it's always positive. It always feels pretty good. It's never harming. It's never telling you to do something bad. Never. So I had I was interviewed uh, about a year and a half ago, and it was a really interesting topic because. There's, you know, there's intuition and then there's psychotic or psychosis. So I never teach intuition to people that are on um, a psychotic, you know, arena or kind of that area because it's very hard to kind of judge that. So, you know, there is that part of us that because we're opening up this creative channel... You know, we need to kind of know the difference. And so I always preface it by saying nothing. The voice is never going to be bad. It's never going to tell you to be, go in danger. It's never going to tell you to do anything bad. So quick and fast. Send someone.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Quick and fast. Positive. There's usually like a, a feeling behind it. Like, oh, that would be exciting. Right. Now, here's the here's the interesting part, though. So if we have the intuition, we also have the analyzer because that's the other side. So we have the right side and left side of the brain. I mean, we say we do, but it's really one big brain, right? The right Right. side is your, um, like your logical. No, I'm sorry. Your right side is your creative and your left side is your logical. And so L for logic, that's how you can remember. R for just creative. So if someone's very black and white and logical, like tends to be accounting or number oriented or things like that, they have a diff- more difficult time of bringing this in. And they probably are people that really don't care about really in developing their intuition, although they have it. So the thing about it is that to decipher, again, you have to go kind of back and forth and your analyzer. So let's say you have this thing and you're like, oh, mommy, reboot. And you're like, wow, that's an amazing name. But let's say then you go, oh, no, it's not good. That is not your intuition. That's your analyzer trying to talk you out of it. So the gotcha. first one comes in is quick, fast, good, positive, joyful. Then it's like, oh, don't do that. When it comes in like fear or it comes in like starting to question, that's why we do these exercises because we don't know until we go through them. Does that make sense? So
0: how can someone play around with them? Like could they do like little quick experiments? Yeah. So up, we do exercises. So right. I do um
1: So what I do is I do these exercises where they start out and um, there's a couple of them. I'll share them with your, with your group. So one is, and again, it's like being really creative. So being really open. So you're going to work and you say, okay, Mary's going to be there and you're just going to kind of hone in for a minute. Just take a moment to kind of check in and be like, Mary's going to be wearing the the color red or Mary's going to be wearing the color yellow or whatever and then you show up and there's mary. Now mary may not be wearing the color red, but you're going to jot that down because why did you say red in that moment? Did you feel red? Did you see red? Did you hear red, right? So then you then you Definitely. see mary. So you but you do this over and over again. You know, I did this, I used to do this like as a yoga teacher, I would say, "Okay, there's going to be 10 students in my class." Right? So you pick a number. And You know, I was working with a client and it was, she was such a difficult client to work with because she was so, she was, um, she was an accountant. She was a lawyer and she's like, I'm just making this up. I'm just making this up. I go, yeah, you, yes and no, because you're just making it up because before you come to that conclusion, think about why did you say red? Did you see it? Again, that's why you're kind of writing stuff down. I'm really big on that. So one of the exercises is if you're going to a party or you're going to work, you can see so many people are going to show up. Like you're going to talk at an event and there's going to be 10 people or five people. And why did you say that? What what was behind that? Did you feel that? Where did you feel it in your body? Did you see it? And did you see them sitting in those chairs? So those are the exercises. One of the other exercises is so counting, seeing somebody... The next person that texts you or calls you, you're gonna, who's that person? Or at the moment, you can say, okay, I think that's gonna be so and so. And again, it's not in always the, to trust your intuition, it's trial and error. We have to keep, tr- we this have to keep trusting. Now. Don't give up when you, don't give up when it's like, oh, I said it was Susie and it's not Susie. Just keep, keep doing it because you have to, it's like going to the gym and taking a muscle and getting a weight and your muscle is developing. Yep you have to continually do it you can't just do it for a week or two and let it go right so in the in the non answer like oh i didn't get it right what did you get right and why did you and keep doing it it's an ongoing thing it's not like oh i got this i got this and now it will get I'm
0: easier. done or, yeah. yeah
1: it will get easier but to exercise the muscle you're i'm always learning even to this day like sometimes i even surprise myself i'm like Oh, of course, you know, like, like I forget. I'll go like, oh yeah, right. Like synchronistic events. That's another intuitive thing. So the more, the more we are open to meditation, the more we're open to spirit, you know, another great exercise is automatic writing. Have you done automatic writing?
0: I have, I have and I've gone back and read it and been like, wow, this is exactly like what I as like my soul needed to hear.
1: And, you know, anyone that's listening, you can um, you could just really look it up at this point or I'm sure someone could help you. But you basically put the pen to paper and you start writing and you don't worry about grammar and you don't worry about your handwriting and you just listen for those senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you know? And you just write. I, I did one a while ago and it came from another source. It was truly channeled and it was I, I never have never had published it. It was very short. And it was, I know it was my angels, my spirit guides speaking to me. And it was just, because the language was so unusual. I don't speak like this language. Like it was coming through like, you know, very unusual. And when I look back, it was like, almost like I looked at this paper going, oh, that was really strange. But I knew that this was channeled through me because I allowed it to come.
0: Right. So that's kind of basically what the analyzer is. I picture it like just being like this fog over what our truth is and what we know. You know, I feel like it's just the questioning, the doubting, the, all of that gets in the way of everyone tapping into their yeah. intuition and, yeah. and, and hearing it. So I know that there's probably mommies out there going, okay, this sounds really woo-woo and this sounds like this could be coming from evil or is it a religion? So I really want you to kind of give a little bit of that of like, you have to be religious. Is this a form of religion? Is it evil? Is it, you know, all these other things?
1: No. Intuition is like breathing. Intuition is, you know, like smelling. It is another, it just is another sense. It just truly is another another sense. sense. We just have forgotten about it or, Look at the animals, right? Just look at any animal, like in the in wild animal, even like a domestic animal, domestic pet. Yeah. They are listening. They are feeling. What was that story years ago where there was the tsunami and all the animals like went to the highest part of the yes. mountain? I can't remember that. Like, why was that? That's our intuition. That's our sense. But we don't look at that as weird and woohoo and evil or anything. We just look at that and go, You're of right. course, they're animals and they were getting out of danger. Right before a storm, how many times do you see, like, the birds, like, you're like, what's going on? Or hurricanes, right? Because you have a lot of hurricanes in your area. So do we. I remember just the sense of the the earth feeling different or looking different. That's intuition. It's just, you know, at, if you look at animals, you'll notice that there's nothing there. It's just intuition. It's a sense. So it's not connected to religion at all. Intuition is a sense. I actually wanted to, I actually pulled this because I wanted to read this um, for you, for your, community yeah and this just keeps it so simple and so scientific so it says um this is from i want to quote carl Jung." okay and this is what he says he says um intuition is an alternative source of knowledge level of awareness or some refer to it as an inner voice we all possess this mechanism in many varying ways and then his quote and he says i regard intuition as a basic psychological function that mediates perception in an unconscious way. Intuition enables us to divine the possibilities of a situation. So I get this a lot. Why would you wanna develop intuition? Well, right. you develop intuition, you have more clarity. You're more clear on your decisions. Most people that have developed their intuition are more successful because they've listened, they've heard, they have felt, they've done that. If you look at someone, I can like pull out some composers or even like, um, like I'll use Paul McCartney because I love him. So Paul McCartney was highly clairca- uh, clairaudient, he still is. He heard his music in his dream and woke up oh, and yeah. performed it. That He has a very high clairaudient ability, and he's harnessed that into his music. Most creative people in history, composers, artists, people like that, have honed use their intuition to listen and it's helped them be successful they've also Ryan studies that people that use their intuition are happier they're happier Mm. people they tend to be happier because they're listening to and they're aware of their surrounding they're aware of what's going on and they've done studies that people that tune in are more into uh, more are happier people um and then one more thing i just want to say because it's interesting he says um According to Jung, intuition is one of four major functions of the human mind, along with sensation, thinking, and feeling. By balancing all of these functions within ourselves, we have the ability to maximize our potential. So it's a potential. Mm. It's If we look at it like it's just a potential, it's an allowability, it's a possibility to live our highest self, our best self, whatever that is. But it has no there's nothing to do with God. There's nothing to do with really anything. I mean, I'm using the word spirit because that's my inner voice. Some people might say inner voice. Somebody may say GPS. But yeah, it doesn't or their have... gut. Right. It's so funny. Angela's okay. saying, oh my God. Yes, I think of that often with animals. Tsunami especially comes to mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How come I can't see the comments? That's weird. Well, that's good that you're seeing them.
1: I think if you scream, um, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Oh, oh, well. Um, so I imagine it sounds like how my moms can use it. Cause I feel like we're all, we all tend to like come to these crossroads or yeah. we all are experiencing some kind of like, what do I do? Whether it's leaving okay. somebody, a husband yeah. or a partner or a job, or should I have another baby should I quit my job and just be a stay-at-home mom? Like all of those really big life mommy slash wife slash girlfriend questions. I feel like that's how moms in this group can really use intuition to help guide them with those big questions, you know, the should eyes of, of life. So what would you say, I guess, to wrap this up, what would you say to a mom who, who says like, I am just at such a big crossroad right now. I don't know what direction to go. I don't know if I should, what I should do about, you know, my ch- my my child who's having problems in school right now, or if I should have another baby, or should I quit right. this job, or all of that kind of jazz. What yeah. would you say to someone?
1: So, what I actually life? would say is, you need to do the exercise before you ask the big questions. So, I never have my students start with the big questions, like, should I leave him? Should I have another baby? Those are so big, and they're so. um there's so much, There's they're so heated, you know, that you want the answer. So what I start with is to exercise the muscle. Instead of going for the answer that you really want right now, this big thing that has a lot of weight behind it, do the exercises, and I only gave you a few. Start doing the exercises that have really no bearing. You know what I mean? Like how many people are in the class? How many people, should I go right or left on the road? When I show up, is Mary going to wear a yellow sweater? When the phone rings? Because... We want to go to the answer of, should I have another baby? Should I leave my husband? But if we haven't developed the exercise prior to, there's too much at stake. So don't go for that. I know we all want that. And I'm not saying you can't get that. But start to exercise in baby ways so that you're exercising the muscle like going to the gym and then start asking yourself the big question. Because
0: I love that.
1: there's too much to, at stake. If five people don't show up in my yoga class, life's going to go on. But if I put all the weight on, I'm leaving my husband today, that's heavy. So exercise it in the small stuff. Because honestly, and I know we all hate to hear this, but if we don't practice this, it's, yes, can, everybody has it. But by practicing it, especially for the big things, it'll make more sense. And then when you come to the big thing, what I would say is so when you're ready, if you do those exercises and you do it, that'll just mean like one time, you know, for a while. And you get to that crossroads and you get to that big question, like, should I have another baby or should I leave my husband? I mean, those are really big things. Yeah. Ask yourself the questions. How do you feel when you say that? How do you say, how do you feel when you say, I'm going to leave my husband? Where do you, and then where do you feel it in your body? Where do you feel it? Mm. That's another thing I'll say to you. Some people will feel like stomach. Some people, it's important where you feel it because you probably feel it in the same place for the most uncomfortable things. Maybe, and then the other part is, what do you know? What do you know for sure? What do you know about that? So you really have to go back to that as, as simple as it sounds. When you can, I do a lot of reflecting, a lot of journaling on it. And then taking those, then it's taking the answers, Cause I, what I find is what I work with a lot of women is they have the answer, but now they can't apply it. They know it, right. Right? They know it, they feel it, they see it, they know it, but now they're like, ah, but But that's, you know, that's because there's a lot at stake, right. And you're in fear. I mean, I have a woman I'm working with right now and uh, she's been unhappy in a 30 year marriage. Uh, Her kids are pretty much grown. They're in the mid twenties, a couple of years. I mean, they don't have any, they're just, you know, they're living separate lives. And she knows the answer. She knows what she needs, but and she knows if she doesn't. And she also knows that if she doesn't do it, how unhappy she'll be. So she's come way far, but she mm-hmm. can't pull the trigger. So you can, you know, you can listen to your intuition. But then you, there's also what's going to hold you back from listening is probably fear.
0: Right. Absolutely. But it, do
1: the baby, do the baby steps. Do the small exercises. Don't go for the big, ah, you know, because it's too much. Right. The big. The
0: big wazoo yeah, question. We need a little, start doing right. a little bit of
1: the other one. Definitely writing, definitely journaling, definitely meditation, 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 meditation. That's I can't see it anymore. Yeah.
0: Right. Or even just sitting quietly, right? Because meditation, yeah. I feel like, has this big thing around it where, and like I started off with just sitting for one minute because that's all I could do. And sometimes I lie down. So I feel for me, meditation doesn't have to be this like big complicated yeah. thing. So when yeah. you do meditation, And no, for you listeners, that it doesn't have to be like sitting in the perfect little position.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that you mentioned actually before, which I want to say is because it doesn't have to be meditation is nature. When we're connected to nature, we have a consciousness and we have a connection to energy. So if you want to get, you know, clear, take a walk in the park, take a walk at the water, whatever your nature uh, surroundings is, nature connects us to that human element That we're all one and conscious and some people may never meditate it may not be their thing but they'll get those they'll get those intuitive hits in nature because nature has the symbiotic part of us you know we're part of nature it's like there's i was just speaking recently about crystals which is another whole topic but it's like the symbiotic part the biomimicry of who we are that connects and so when you're in nature that's when you oh, I hadn't seen the trees for a while. And this feels really yeah. good. And that's when a lot of times people will get their intuitive hits, as they say, or their intuitive vibes in that point. So nature is really important too. I, I should say that.
0: I love that. A- along with just sitting quietly and quieting yeah. the mind so yeah. that you're analyzing and just calm the heck down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Okay. so. You know that we're a group of self-care mommies. So I want to hear what your self-care practice is. Do you have a practice? I do. So
1: I, um, I call it a spiritual daily routine. So every morning I wake up and I journal and I kind of journal a certain way, a couple prompts. I write into the future. I do my gratitude, my commitments for the day, not really my to-do list commitments, but other commitments. Then I do meditate. So I will say to the group that I'm kind of the smorgasbord of meditators. So I've done, I have been trained in TM, Transcendental Meditation. I've also done mindfulness-based meditation. These are all different meditations. And sometimes I'll just put a guided meditation on. So it doesn't matter to me, whatever in the moment I sit and and I meditate. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's 20, sometimes it's five, honestly. And then for me, um... And this kind of is is a little away from intuition because I don't want to keep intuition pretty basic. But for me, because I do work with Oracle cards and spirit. So, you know, again, this, you know, it is a little different than regular intuition. I might like pull a card for my day and it may be an affirmation card. It may be like an Oracle card or an angel card. um, And that's sort of like I connect with it by getting a message for me or with me for me from spirit. So I do those kind of three things every day. I would say, I, um, I think I've gotten it down to about an hour. Um, but sometimes yeah. in the middle of the day, I'll meditate again. Sometimes like, it'll be three o'clock and I just feel like a lull. And I'll just go up to my room and just literally close the door and, and do it. And I know you
0: do that too. So, I, it's a- Oh my God, it's like my saving grace. Yeah. And I feel so blessed being able to do that. The kids are, the youngest is at school and I right. get to work from home. So it's so nice just to be able to, but before though, I was working in corporate. I would just take like my smoke break yeah, and I would just go outside and just breathe and just like have that quiet time because of the afternoon, like kind of lull. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm all about just quieting that crazy mom brain, man. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah.
1: <laughs> um, We have a couple right. questions. Can you see a couple of questions? I just want to... I can't see any. Okay, Can you? Ask... I, wanna, um, Can you read them? I don't know if Angela's still on. So she said, so is your ego considered your analyzer or is the ego completely mm. separate? So some people see it as the same and some people see it as separate. I see it as... It's hard to say that because you can see it as as similar because your analyzer is what's going to say, do this, don't do that. They're going to question you out of the creative brain. It's more like the analyzer is going to just make you feel like it's going to actually have you more black and white. The ego is similar, but sometimes it's just there to keep us safe. So it's, the ego's not always bad. Everybody's like, oh, the ego's so bad. The ego's not bad, but the ego sometimes is there to keep us safe. So the analyzer is just more analyzing the situation and kind of making it right. So it's similar in the same, but yes, you can think of it. So if it helps you, you can say, yes, the analyzer questions everything, you know, so it's similar, if that makes sense. I know it's a little difficult of a question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes sense. I see them as very similar.
1: Yeah. The analyzer.
0: Again, just kind of was like a fog yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, she
1: said, uh, she said, uh,
0: thank you. I got it. Okay. <laughs> good, good. I do see them now. Now it's, now they're there. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Angela. <laughs> so I know you have the intuitive woman podcast, which by the way, you guys, it's amazing. Thank she's you. got like stress reduction meditations. Like she's got talks on there. Seriously. So if you want to go stalk her, there's tons of different resources <laughs> thank if you. about this. Well, where else can my moms find you?
1: Yeah, so I hang out mostly on Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook, yeah. uh, the Intuitive Woman. I have a Facebook group as well for women, mostly women. I do have some men, uh, spiritual topics, and it's called the Intuitive Woman Facebook group. Instagram, the Intuitive Woman, and yeah, the podcast. So the podcast is solo shows and interview shows. Right now, I'm doing a six week series of stress management in the holidays. So. One is about essential oils, one is about crystals, one's a meditation I just uploaded. Oh, I um, love it. And they're it. short and sweet. They're not all meditations, so there's like conversation as well. And um, yeah, and I'm always looking to, you know, looking for exciting women to bring on. So I'm always open yeah. to that too, uh, to talk about spiritual awareness or maybe, um, you know, all different intuition and things like that. So yeah. I
0: That's love it. Out. Right. Oh, Thank you so much, Tina. We talk so forever on evening. this. This is so much fun. I know. I'm like, okay, I don't know how long we've been talking, but I just <laughs> want to keep and I've got really. I know it's questions. almost 12 <laughs> o'clock. Is it really? <laughs> thank and you. here I said like 30, 45 minutes. Whoops. But that just means we'll have to bring you on again.
1: Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you so, so much, much for having anyway.
0: me. Yeah, yeah. No problem. You have a marvelous day. Yes, darling. have a
1: beautiful day. Okay. Mwah.
0: All right. I'll see you. You. Bye.